This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz. I have got back Gunner Dethridge on the show today. Gunner, who you may know from Project Runway. He was on Project Runway All-Stars. He has made costumes for some of the biggest names in showbiz. And he's also mega famous on TikTok. Gunner's back. Gunner has also told me... Maybe the scariest story I've ever heard in my entire life. And if you haven't heard it, please do yourself a favor and go back and listen to when Gunner was on the show the first time. It was early on. It was originally on July 18th of 2019. But hey, the story does not expire. It is still terrifying and we talk about it a lot today so check that out hey you know what else is going on in the news you may have heard another one of my favorite guests of all time cassandra peterson 
has a new book that just came out and it arrived in the mail. I cannot wait to read it. It is called Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark. I can't wait. You also may have heard she's made headlines with it because she has come out about her relationship with a woman the past 19 years. And I am so excited for her. And uh, she's just, she's my idol. She is my number one idol. And I cannot believe that she has been on this podcast. (sighs) Anyway... I thought in this intro today, I would tell you guys about, you know, some of the hot topics in the paranormal world. I always love that when I'm reporting the news uh, in, in, in terms of the paranormal. I mean, come on, someone's got to talk about it. Why not be me? Why not be us? I love this shit. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was Harry Enten from CNN has done some digging around about people's beliefs in the paranormal. And what he has found is that 46% of Americans believe in ghosts today compared to 11% 40 years ago. So it says, Americans' beliefs in ghosts has skyrocketed 400% since the 1970s. I blame The Exorcist. Well, I mean, The Exorcist, that was, I think, early, mid-70s. It's probably almost 50 years ago, but still. uh, So many movies the past 40 years have come out. And I think, I just think it's movies. I think movies have affected people's beliefs on this stuff. I think The Poltergeist was, you know, really big in the 80s. Of course, the uh, Conjuring movies. Movies like that frame this as... Um, based on a true story. So I think that that adds validity for a lot of people on this topic. And TV shows, paranormal TV shows as well. Uh, the paranormal, to my knowledge, what I hear a lot from people about paranormal TV is probably like the the first like big show that really talked about this stuff a lot was called In Search Of, which was hosted by Leonard Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek. And that was late 70s, early 80s-ish. And then, of course, Unsolved Mysteries. And then just a slew, once we hit the early 2000s, so many paranormal TV shows that have been on, um, you know, of course, Ghost Hunters and, you know, Ghost Adventures and all these shows that have uh, been on over the years. I think that that, that's now in people's homes. It's like, it's entertainment. It's just a part of life. So I think that it's that. And, um... I love to hear it. Hey, it keeps keeps me in business. <laughs> I'm always shocked when people tell me that they love listening to the show, but they don't believe in ghosts. You know that happens? People tell me that. I, I will have people, or or sometimes I'll have couples tell me that they that one of them will be like, oh, we love your show. She believes in it, or he believes in it, or they believe it. I don't believe in it, but, you know, it's fun. Hey, listen, if I can entertain you guys, if you guys enjoy these stories that you hear on the show, I'm not here to tell you what's real and what's not, but, you know, it's real. So (laughs) 46% of Americans believe in this shit. 
I'd be really curious to know what that is worldwide. Hmm. I don't know. But you know, my favorite TV show of all time, Celebrity Ghost Stories, they would always say at the beginning of the episode, 75% of Americans believe that there are events that take place that cannot be explained. And over half of these people believe they have experienced paranormal events themselves. So I don't know. There's a lot of math going on here. I don't know much about any of that, but I'm happy to hear that people believe in this stuff. But also I'm fine with people not believing in this stuff. I don't know. I don't know what I'm even saying here. I'm just reporting the hard-hitting news. I am the Diane Sawyer of the paranormal world after all, and I'm just here to do my job. Something else I saw that was posted on CheatSheet.com. I don't know if that's the original place where this was uh, reported or not, but it says Jennifer Coolidge, who I love Jennifer Coolidge. Everyone loves Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, everyone loves Jennifer Coolidge. She's just the greatest. And to make her even better, it says Jennifer Coolidge revealed that she actually wants to see a ghost in her house. And apparently her house in New Orleans is haunted. Since 2005, she has lived half the year in New Orleans or New Orleans. The house was built in 1867 in the Lower Garden District. It is a classic Greek revival with iconic columns and heavy cast iron gate. Sofia Coppola's movie The Beguiled filmed most of the interior shots at Coolidge's house. It says guests have reported that her house is haunted. Her White Lotus co-star Connie Britton, who... I love White Lotus and I love Connie Britton. It says she has described a time that she visited on a night when Coolidge said that the spirits were strong. I'm just imagining Jennifer Coolidge telling Connie Britton they're having a little slumber party. and, And I can just picture Jennifer Coolidge. The spirits are strong here tonight. Be careful, Connie. Good night. I'm not good at impressions. Says, though she never saw a ghost, Britain admitted that the house felt haunted. Wait a minute. That reminds me. Actually, Connie Britton. One time I stumbled upon. Wait, I'm going to Google this right now. Because Connie Britton had a ghost story a number of years ago that happened in New Orleans. I thought. One second. Let's see here. P.S. If you ever get to hang out with Connie Britton, I... Highly recommend doing it if you get the opportunity because I did it one time with my best friend Sam Pancake who was friends with her and she is a delight. Uh, Here it is. Okay, wait. This is on Uh, express.co.uk. She was shooting a film in New Orleans. This is in 2014. She rented a house which turned out to be haunted. She explains... We would sort of hear things bumping around. One night I woke up and I thought I heard my son in the other room. I started to go back to sleep and I just jolted up and I got out of my room. And my friend was carrying my son up the stairs with him. He was screaming and crying and I'm like, what's going on? And he says, I don't want to go back in there. I don't want to see those boys in my room. I was freaking out, but the scariest part about it was the way my son was looking at me. His eyes were just wide and he was like... I don't want to go back in there with those boys. Get those boys out. And I'm like, it's okay. 
Meanwhile, I'm shaking. Of course, I did not sleep the rest of the night. My son did, and he ended up being fine, and we ended up staying. Who are the boys? Okay, anyway, back to uh, this story from Jennifer Coolidge's haunted house. Superstore actors Nico Santos, I know Nico Santos, and Ben Feldman had another story. You can't use the downstairs bathroom because the ghost of a little girl is in there. So you have to go upstairs to the bathroom next to the room for her kimonos, Feldman said. Coolidge says she frequently hears stories like this one after people visit her home. And it says that she has said, I've heard people say, oh, there was an old sea captain sitting at the piano. And I've had people say there was a little girl bouncing a ball down the stairs. Though Coolidge says she feels a presence in her house, she's not sure it's a full ghost. I've lived there for 15 years or something, and I've never seen a ghost in the house. It has a presence. The house has a feeling in it, but I've never seen one. But she wishes she had seen one, it says. Every year she hosts a giant Halloween party. Oh, my God. That is so... Lovely. She has the ghost of an old sea captain and a little girl in her house in New Orleans. Obsessed. Okay, so, guys, I can't wait to share my upcoming episodes with you all. I do have Michelle Bellinger coming back, who I referenced in today's episode. I also have an exciting one where I'm going to be talking about UFOs with somebody from a new UFO TV show you may have heard about. I've got a TV star coming up. I've got listener episodes coming up. Of course, if you want to be on a listener episode, please send me an email to ghostedbyraws at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. And also on Patreon this week, patreon.com slash rosdresfelez, I thought I would show you my crystal collection and tell you my thoughts on crystals because I also talk about crystals today with Gunnar Dethridge. If you want to hear a little bit more from my conversation with Gunnar, go to patreon.com slash On my second tier this week, I ask him about various paranormal phenomena, including the Mothman and past lives, of which he has a lot to say about, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So go check it out. All right. Here is me talking again with my friend Gunnar Dethridge. On with the show! Oh my god. I am joined by return guest, Gunnar Dethridge. Hello! Hello, world. How are you? Uh, I'm so good. I'm so happy that um, you've, you have the time to come talk to me because you are so busy. And I, I don't even know if you were... Uh, I don't even know if TikTok was out the last time you were here. <laughs> to be honest, I don't either, but I will always take a moment out of my day for you. Oh, thank you. You're now this a giant TikTok star on top of all the other things that you do. And oh, I'm so happy to see it. <laughs> I'm now the epitome of bless this mess. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Southern saying. <laughs> um, I, you know what I was thinking as I watch your videos you always have the crystals. Are you are you like a, a crystal 
Are you a crystal queen? A crystal witch. A crystal um, witch. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I'm. I do love them. Um, I have a bunch of them. It started with not wanting to pin my stuff down, and the most like tangible thing for me at the moment were all these crystals that we had. Um, I don't put a ton of um, thought into the the full energy that crystals have. I'm not trying to like take away from anyone else's beliefs in that, but like for me personally, I just find them really aesthetically pleasing. Uh huh. Um, and they do their job, so it's just an easy thing to keep around. Right. So is that how it started? Like you, you just thought they looked pretty, so you you bought a few and then. Yeah, well, we had a few laying around, but I mean, yeah, because when I started out, I was like, well, I guess I should paint my nails. And then I was like, well, I guess I should start wearing rings. And then I was like, well, let's just use crystals to weigh them down with. (laughs) Yeah, my thing with crystals, I mean, I'm not I'm not like 100 percent convinced that a crystal has like all this power. You know, I, I personally don't know that I believe that, but Whenever somebody tells me that a crystal will keep away demons or a crystal will um, make me more motivated or I don't know anything, I'm like, okay, well, I'll get, you sold me, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. The idea of it is really nice, right? Like, I love it. I'm like, yes, this is a fix all for me. I don't, I think in my heart, I'm like, this is a really sweet gesture. And if it happens, amazing. I'm not going to count it out. But I'm also not going to like put all my eggs in the basket of hoping the crystal can get rid of my demons. <laughs> Oh, I know. Do you have people that comment on your videos and are like, oh, you use that crystal for this reason? Or Constantly. Actually, really? like my favorite comment, and I don't know why, but on YouTube, it's become a thing. People will literally in all caps just comment crystal witch, <laughs> which, which I always read with my southern accent. It makes me laugh out loud. But yes, there are definitely the people that identify the crystals and they're like, are you are you charging your fabric? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just cutting it right now. Charging your fabric. Oh, my God. See, that's something that you could you an element you could add to it is saying like this dress was supercharged with amethyst and because of that it gives you protection and power and strength you know what maybe it does that's the thing right maybe that is a good selling point maybe the crystals help with uh the views and the success of your videos who knows (laughs) i mean i'm not counting anything out poor crystals i sit here and i i kind of joke about them but they're probably the reason that i have anything good in my life (laughs) (laughs) i love them i have so many i have probably 50 crystals around this house and but i at the same time don't really most of it is because i think they're pretty (laughs) right i'm the same exact way i actually just had this conversation on my vacation with my best friend and we were gathering them on the beach like beach combing and we were both just like you think this is real she was like i don't know but we should take some home anyway (laughs) yeah what what's the hurt like you know what damage does it do to none they're beautiful and if they work great and if they don't they'll weigh down my patterns all the same exactly and they're pretty and they're pretty well you have uh told me maybe my favorite ghost story that I've ever heard on this podcast. I mean, I don't like to ever... I, that's why I say maybe my favorite because I never want... I, I like every ghost story that's on this show. But every time I do 
interviews promoting the show, people say they ask me, "What's your favorite? What's the best ghost story you've ever heard?" Or like, "Which episode should somebody listen to for the first time if they've never heard the show?" And I always tell them your episode because mainly because of the dream story. That's the one in particular that has messed me up for the rest of my life. So that's been like a long time ago. Have you had anybody else have similar? I mean, you've talked to quite a few people since that conversation. Like, has anyone else experienced anything else like that? Well, okay. I brought it up to somebody that I idolize who her name is Michelle Bellinger and she is a world-renowned occult expert and she's also an incredible psychic medium and she she wears a lot of hats and she's actually about to be on this podcast uh either next week or in a couple weeks a couple weeks she's on anyway she i i go to her to answer every question i have because somehow she knows about at least she knows about it you know who knows the answers to any of this stuff but I told her that story and she goes, oh yeah, it's called Psychic Dreamwalking. I I wrote a book about it. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like just casually a thing like that. Psychic Dreamwalking. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I did some more researching on this. And again, if people want to know even more, you can look up Michelle Bellinger's book about Psychic Dreamwalking. It's on her website, michellebellinger.com. But okay. So I went to this website called psychicgurus.org. And uh, they talk about how to enter someone's dream through dream walking. Should I read you this? There's steps. Oh my God, I have chills. Yes, I kind of want to (sighs) know. So what I understand about this psychic dream walking thing is that it it can be a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about if you're like in a, a long distance, 90 day fiance kind of relationship and you want to be with your person, You there, if you follow these steps, I think you can kind of meet each other in your dreams and do whatever it is that you need to do in your dreams together. That's a really wild way to use that, actually. Well, I think that's ideally what is supposed to happen because <laughs> from my understanding, the way that it works or the the believed way that it's supposed to work is that both people are supposed to be consenting. So you're supposed to, but that's when people also do it in a malevolent way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they prey on people and they try to get in your dreams for whatever reason. And I, you know, maybe it's to uh, brainwash you or, you know, some, some how get in your brain, you know, get in your dreams, get in your thoughts. Sometimes I think it's even like, to hook up with you, you know, like in your dreams. Like I think people do it for a lot of creepy reasons, but you can also shield yourself from it as well. Allegedly share that part. (laughs) What's that? I said, that's really the important part, right? Is how do you, cause that would really mess with me for a little while. It, it messes with me. (laughs) You telling me that story has messed with me. And it's one of the reasons why I am like, I need to know about this. And I now, I think so much of it is putting up a wall. I mean, you obviously didn't know about this phenomenon when it happened to you. I was a baby. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think most people just don't think about psychic attacks or things like that. And so they don't know how to put up a wall. And um, 
You know, this makes me think of that the scene in The Craft where they're literally taunting Sarah in her in her dreams and she can't tell what's a dream and what's not. And so like for yes. me, that is like the the worst case scenario of that happening. Absolutely. I mean, I at this point, anyone listening to this, if you think you're going to be entering my dreams, you're not. Don't even try. I have crystals. I have a <laughs> very I have crystals. I have a bouncer at the door. Your name is not on the list. Unless you're... Uh, Gutter, I don't know if you know who this is, but this guy, Damiano, who's the lead singer of this band called Monoskin. Oh, my God. Monoskin, yes. He's, he can, uh, he's on the list. He's on the list always. <laughs> I know. He, I followed him on Instagram for so long, and then when they went on Eurovision, I was like, oh, my God, that's who this is. And then it just, you know, spiraled for me, so I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, he's hot. And then you hear the singing and you're like, okay, this, and then you see the performance and it's a whole different story. So he could be on the list. Anyone else? Sorry. You're not allowed to enter my dreams. Okay. So (laughs) let me, can I read you how to do this? Yeah. According to psychicgurus.org. Okay. So there's five steps. Step one, prepare properly. First, you need to state a clear purpose. This can be through a planning This could be through planning a ritual to go along with your attempt or by meditating and focusing the energy needed. A clear understanding and focus will help you immensely in accomplishing your goals. Seek out a sacred space to go through the process uninterrupted. So, I mean, it's very much a meditative kind of a thing. It's like meditating and syncing up with somebody else is kind of... I feel like that's like the key to quite a few things, honestly. Oh, totally. Right? All of this stuff. All of this stuff is like, you know, setting intentions and also, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's similarly how you shield stuff like this, I think. Um, okay, so step two is set your thoughts on your target. Ooh, I don't like it. See, when <laughs> when you say on your target, and then when, like... It takes her to a new level. I know. Okay, so let the person <laughs> whose dreams... You are trying to occupy, enter your thoughts. Remember that your efforts will have a much higher chance of success if they are in on this plan. If you are able to synchronize the timing, there will be a level of focus and increased meaning. This will allow you to fact check after the process is over. If you don't remember it, then you have a lot more practice to do. So... Again, like, I think it's usually consensual. So, you, like, you and your lover or your friend or whatever, you do this, and then you check in later, and you're like, oh, my God, that was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's supposed to be... Yeah, you're definitely supposed to, like, resonate together, I think. But like, I, I don't mean... think it's the kind of thing that you're supposed to share on a ghost podcast and be like, it was the scariest thing ever. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, wasn't that beautiful? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, now that we know what it is, maybe there will be a little new generation of, of ghost babies out there that are having fun experiences with it. Cause you could definitely have fun with this if you could master that. Right. Right. Imagine the, the shenanigans. Oh, imagine the shenanigans. I know. It's, and it's not unlike astral projection. Do you know about that? I do, but, like, to be honest with you, if I start really breaking down what it is, like, my brain disassociates a little bit, and I'm like, I'll just think about that later. Yeah. (laughs) It's so complicated. Yeah, well, it's, and I think that learning how to do it is, again, kind of similar to this. Uh, I don't know. This is just slightly different. Um, Okay, so then you meditate on your target, okay? Kind of the same sort of thing. Uh, Meditate with their face, Meditate with their face. 
using a photo in your mind's eye. Okay. Put yourself in their point of view and think about their feelings without imposing your own thoughts. Align yourself with the energy they have so they can build a psychic bridge. Okay. Um, Number four, drift off without losing your thoughts on them. Allow yourself to fall into sleep, holding onto the sensation of being your target person. Repeat affirmations like, I am crossing into his or her dreams. I am about to fall. I am about to enter his, her, or their dreams. Uh, Number five, uh, practice lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming allows you to be aware that you are dreaming. dreaming. When you do this in your dreams, then you are able to consciously enter another person's dream by saying his or her name or focusing on a familiar portal that holds meaning to them. You can enter their dreams. All right. That's what it says. I mean, I love to lucid dream, so I feel like that's the only step that I'm comfortable with in that. I'm more of a victim than I am like uh, an entrepreneur in the the dream sharing experience right now. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Am I bringing up like is this traumatic to bring up? <laughs> no, no. But my brain, everything else, minus the lucid dreaming, my brain's like, we'll talk about that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I know, I know. It's kind of fun though, like to just imagine it. It's fun to think about, but I, I'm not. I'm not interested in trying it. I mean, dreams are weird anyway, because it's this like kind of space where you slip away for a second. You're, you don't, but you do. Like, um, I had my first, like what I would consider sleep paralysis recently, Mm-mm. which I didn't love. It was very scary, but it wasn't like, there wasn't like a little girl in the corner or anything. I just was awake and I couldn't move. And it was very frightening. And mm. so I think dreams are just like, I think I'm susceptible to it. Like, I think I, if I were to focus on this, I could probably accomplish this. Oh, I'm sure. Like, obviously my brain is already like kind of willing to go there. I think maybe sometimes I should just let it. Well, so when you had sleep paralysis, did you, did it feel like a paranormal thing to you? And in any other sense, like any, did you have any, uh, feelings that felt like, ooh, there's another presence here? Um, Kind of. You know, it's, it was weird. It was the most ordinary day. I was taking a nap on my couch, which I, like, never get a chance to do. And, I mean, when I... I don't know if I felt like there was someone in the room, but I definitely felt like there was something not letting me wake up. Mm. You know, like, it, it was weird because I didn't really feel like there was somebody else in the room. I just, like it felt very unnatural that I could not wake up. And I was like, this is not right. And so like, it was like an instant panic thing. So it kind of set the tone for the whole thing really poorly. Yeah. I, I don't, it was just, it was a very strange feeling. I think cause it felt so physical and less mental. If that makes sense. Like uh, physically I could not wake up, but mentally I was awake. So it was this like weird thing where my brain and my body were separate for a moment is what it felt like to me. Oh, were you sleeping on your back or your stomach? I was on my back. Yep, that's how that will do it. Oh my god. Well, so now I'm like, well, is that like an anatomically something that happens, or is that like, you know, I think a lot of people experience sleep paralysis even if they don't know what it is. Oh, totally. But every time I ask people, I say stomach or back, and most of the time they say they sleep on their back. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, 
The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Okay, so, Gunnar, has anything else paranormal happened to you since we last spoke because so, i know you're you're haunted your apartment is slightly haunted right yeah weird things definitely happen in here i noticed it with our cats a lot but um so since we have last chat my grandmother who i was very close with has crossed over mm-hmm. um into some realm i don't know if she's crossed over into her final realm or anything um, but one thing that like we had recently watched the documentary Surviving Death and it kind on of, Netflix, right? Yes. And like, I don't, you know, a documentary can be spun any kind of direction. Like they can kind of side it anyway, but I felt like it was a really kind of like transparent portrayal of what people experience rather than it being like um trying to persuade you it was kind of just like this is what it is yes that's what i'm always trying to do too it's just like here's stories here's what people have to say you make up on your own terms what is real and what isn't and whatever so i spent a lot of the documentary it focused on mediumship and you know that is something that i've never i've never talked to a medium i've never like had an interaction but to be honest i've never had anybody crossover that i was close with until recently with my grandmother so that's definitely something that they always talk about in the documentary. They're like, you know, the first like 18 months is when they're trying to show you signs and they're trying to like show their presence. So I've been really, really kind of keeping an eye out for things. And there have been some strange things like um, I, I just notice that my cats will be weird, like playing like almost like they're on their hind legs, like at something in the corner. And then like the lights will start blinking. But then I ask for the sign. I'm like, Hey, if it's you like, do it again. Like, I'm not afraid do it again. And then I won't get it. So I'm like grasping at straws here. Cause I'd love to have some kind of interaction. Cause I'm not afraid to have that interaction, especially if it's someone like her that I trust, like with everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's like been the biggest thing is I'm searching for a sign right now is like, how do I kind of get this presence to kind of make its way into my life? And like, how do I open the door for that? 
And so I think it's interesting that you're about to talk to a medium because that's, I think, uh, an adventure I'm about to start exploring myself also. Oh, absolutely. You should, if that's what you're looking for. I mean, do you have, do you have an understanding based on, you know, watching that documentary or just in general of what you think, uh, how you think that might work? Because like sometimes of course I don't, I don't know how any of this stuff works, but I, I believe it. Do I believe what? In, in mediumship. I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I think, I think they're just, it's like Wi-Fi or something. Like they have to have a strong connection. And I Mm -hmm. think sometimes it's just not there. But sometimes I think it can be. I've talked to a lot of people that have been to the Hollywood medium, Tyler Henry. I've talked to people that have been to uh, the Long Island medium. And they're like, she got me. She got me good. I'm telling you what. My grandmother lived and breathed for Teresa Caputo. Oh, my God. Reach out to her. If she were going to come to anybody, it would be Teresa Caputo. Oh, I mean, that has to happen. I don't, do you think she would answer me? Like, I don't, of course. I, mean, I would honestly pay whatever. Like, I mean, I do have an understanding of, of what the process is like. And I also very much so understand that there's a world where there is no connection that I, I can make there. So to me, it's like kind of a fun thing where it's like, I, I think that if she were to come through for anyone, it would really be Teresa Caputo. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I wonder, so like, you know, you see a little sign and then you want it to happen again. That's when it's like, I don't know how, I I don't know how that works. Like, I wonder if it's like, I think some people believe it has to do with how, how much strength they have, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, oh, I can, I just picture myself being in spirit and being like, Okay, I just like move something and then you're like, do it again. You're like, oh, I can't. I can only do oh it my once. God, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I too, it's just like, you know, it is one of those things where it's like, I think you, there's no scientific proof, which I think is what so many people require to really like delve into something. Yeah. But I mean, I, I am a whimsical enough human being to where I think I could have fun with it and not have expectations. And if I get something great that comes out of it, then like, amazing and like i'll cling to that forever but i'm also like thankfully and i I like to feel this way about every relationship in my life like i say what i'm feeling and what i'm thinking when i'm thinking it so there's really nothing unsaid with me and so if i get something from somebody that's crossed over that i really cared about i would like to think that there's nothing that's trying to validate our our relationships it's just kind of trying to say hey you know? And so for me, it would just kind of be like this, like fun little, little gift. I mean, I'd probably, to be honest with you, get really upset in a good way. Um, I would definitely give the reaction that they're looking for if I got something, but I don't have expectations, but I want, I'm also just curious to know, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, being open to it, I think is probably a good thing. Uh, but again, not having expectations is probably really good. I've heard, here's one thing that I, tend to believe but my mind is always open to other ideas but i've heard from a few psychics that like the difference between a spirit or i mean this is all a matter of semantics mm-hmm. but like uh, you know there's 
sometimes people pass and they pass at peace and they go on to wherever they go on to next and they have the power to then visit at will or who who knows how it works, but they can come back. Whereas a ghost is somebody that didn't die at peace, at peace and they're stuck. And they're like lingering around, right. you know. And so, so, I mean, you almost can't believe in one without the other, though, right? Right. Um, in, a, in a way. I mean, I feel that most ghost stories that I hear when people get down to the bottom of why they think that that the why they think there's a ghost there and who they think it is a lot of times it's somebody died tragically it's somebody um loved this house and they can't leave it and they don't want to see anyone remodel it or you know it's like some kind of not so happy thing whereas i think a lot of times people just pass and they're they're at peace with it. And, and I think it's a good thing that they're not lingering around. I mean, I completely agree with that. Cause I think that like, I mean, I would, I would hate to think that people that I cared about were lingering around. Sometimes I've been thinking about the concept of COVID lately and how many people have passed. Like, is there like an influx? Is there like a waiting room where they're all like, you know, backed up trying to figure out where people go right now? Oh my God. Are you about to get flooded with emails from people? You know, like it's, the world is going through this kind of like mass, honestly mass death right now. So there's a lot of people that I think are having this kind of inner thought and inner, inner questioning. Yeah. I mean, my grandfather died a couple months ago and he I mean, my family like believes in this stuff and we feel like we've noticed a few signs, just like a couple of things that are just sort of, Hey, I'm good. Kind of a, you know, a little thing. I think at his funeral, there was something happened in the sky that was pretty incredible. I wasn't there. I can't remember what they told me, but some kind of rainbow sprouted Mm. or something right away or stuff like that. And, I had like a moment, this movie that I'm going to be in, that's like kind of similar storyline to him in some ways. It like finally was released like on the day that the day he died, like the deadline article came out about it. And I'm like, and we shot this in 2018. And so I was kind of like, I'm taking that as a sign. I mean, I think you, there are definitely signs when you look for them, even if like we're self-fulfilling them, I still feel like they're there. I mean, oh, and yeah. that is the human experience, right? And it's like, is this real or is it me? Yeah. <laughs> or is it both? Yeah. It's all, it's all a good thing. Um, wait, so, but I want to hear more about this haunted apartment of yours. Because last time you told me that the TV channel changes. <laughs> Still does, kind of. Still does, kind of. Lately, I've been having the, the mystery of flickering lights that kind of follow me from room to room. Um... Like, for instance, the one in my bedroom has been flickering, so I'd turn it off and then I'd walk into my living room and one of the ones in my living room would be flickering. So that's when I was, like, being followed. And I feel like that was, like, maybe this is my grandmother because that's been a very recent thing that's happened. Um, Oh. Yeah, and so, like, and it's not like that, like, it's just weird. I watch them kind of fl- dance around the apartment like a Stranger Things style sometimes. But it's like fleeting. It's not like a an ongoing like Winona Ryder like banging on the walls with paint and like, you know, Christmas lights. Like <laughs> it's like casual. I don't know. It's just weird. Sometimes you just know. And like lately I just kind of know. Um, 
the doors be slamming, like little things like that. Just odd little things enough to where I know that this is a, uh, not a place where we're alone in it. I mean, this building has been here. It's one of the first buildings on Franklin Avenue, which is like a really old road in LA. Don't dox yourself. Oh, I'm not. Cause I'm not going to you know be here that long, but it's just a really old building. So it's just, I know that it's definitely haunted. Like even my next door neighbors talk about it. Well, all of Hollywood is haunted. And oh, yeah. specifically, like, Hollywood Boulevard area, like, the, you know, strip area or whatever of Hollywood Boulevard is so haunted. I was actually, I mean, I know about probably 20 haunted places down there, but then I, I recently saw the TV show Ghost Adventures went to Hollywood Toy and Costume. Do you know that place? Oh, my God, yes. I feel like, yes, That's that to me is... Drag queen needs a prop and the gig is in two hours. It's like uh, you got to run to go get um, a fake cigar or something <laughs> like it's like they've got they've got tons of little props and oh, I need a fake mustache. We got to run down to Hollywood toy and costume. Um, and that place is like super haunted and they've caught things on camera. You know, I think that in those places, too, when there's actual camera footage, it's really crazy to see. Because it's like, you do see stuff on camera. Would you set up cameras in your place? Oh, God, I don't know. Because what if you do see something and you live there? Here's the thing is, I don't think I would be able to stay. You know, like, if I saw something, like, actually moving around in here, like, no, thank you. Isn't your closet creepy? Yes, it sure is. (laughs) I that light is on and off at its leisure all the time in my closet. And it's you got to pull the string to do it. Actually, like the other night when I was sleeping, it was like maybe two or three a.m. Um, I had just gone to bed after drinking. So, you know, you wake up and you're thirsty in the middle of the night. But as I woke <laughs> up, I heard the clo- I heard the light click in the closet and turn on. And I was like, hmm, not right now, bitch. No, <laughs> like, I was wait like, a I minute. You not heard it handle click. This right now. Yeah. It- like, you know, like the string you hear, you hear the string like that and the, the light goes on. Wait a minute. So you you have like one of those long like a long string that somebody yeah. pulls. Yeah. So yeah. someone not of this world pulls that thing down and it turns on. I mean, I can't I didn't do it. Gunner, you this is what happens when you have the scariest dream ghost story of all time that something like that is no longer the like that's like one of the scariest things I can think of. <laughs> Really? I mean, the I way you nonchalantly, I'm like, yeah, I just hear it turn on. That is so scary. That would take force. That's not like a glitch. But I mean, don't I think moving electricity also takes force? You well, know? yeah. Like insane things. I actually like I don't want to tell this is not my story, but I was kind of just having um, I just went on vacation with my best friend. And so she's from the Northwest and she has one of the scarier like ghost stories from her mom that I had, I had personally heard about a very famous um, boat captain from the 1800s that was assassinated on this Island up there. It's like a very scary story, but I, ever since then I've kind of been thinking, cause they caught something on camera, like on a Polaroid camera. And so I'm like, what would I capture on camera in my apartment? It's worth a try. What you, here's what you need to do. You need to find out when Teresa Caputo is in LA Oh have God, her come over to your home, figure out who's in there, and then have her also read you. I wonder what a, what a reading with Teresa Caputo cost. Um, 
I really don't know, but I I certainly have imagine it's cheap. No, it's not. But she does have a podcast um, and she has people call her and she has guests on and she could absolutely read you. I wonder how famous I have to be to get her to let me on her podcast. You're famous enough. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Wait, can I read you a story somebody sent me? Yes. Okay. This one comes from Elisa. And have you seen Candyman? Um, I mean, kind of. I don't do well with scary movies. So, like, I'll kind of halfway watch them and, like, work, you know, so I don't have to, like, really get scared. Okay. Well, is this going to scare you if I tell you a scary story? No. Okay. No. Okay, so Lisa writes, Since the remake is coming out, here's my story about how I actually had something unexplained happen after watching the 1992 version as a young teen. Despite the whole Bloody Mary thing scaring me since I was in third grade, one night after watching Candyman alone as a young teen, I decided to try it out for fun. After all, it was just a stupid horror movie, unlike that Bloody Mary story, right? Wait, pause. Gunner, do you know about this, like, with Candyman, you say his name five times and then he appears? Yeah, it's kind of like Bloody Mary, but you have to be in front of the mirror, yeah? Yes. Okay, so on my way to bed, I stopped in front of the mirror inset at the back of a nook which held some lamps and plants. I quickly repeated the words, Candyman, 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 as I stared at my face reflected in the dimly lit mirror. Nothing happened, of course, and I made my way to bed. Lying on my back in the dark, I suddenly became very sleepy. Sounds perfectly normal, but I'd had insomnia most of my life at that point, and I never fell asleep without at least lying there for an hour or more. It was strange, unexpected. It was a strange, unexpected wave of sleepiness. All of a sudden, I heard a very loud thump against the one hollow wall in my room, the one connected to the bathroom, which at the time no one was in. It sounded like a very heavy object, like say a very heavy metal hook slammed against that wall and then drug its way down. I've lived in that house for years at that point, and I had never heard anything like that. Also, I wasn't prone to hearing sounds that weren't actually there. I was definitely fully awake despite being suddenly tired, but I wasn't in that state between sleep and awake wherein people are likely to experience hypnagogic hallucinations. I remember thinking, I just hope he waits till I'm asleep to kill me. Oh, God. I immediately pass out and, of course, awoke the next day just fine. I know there will be various explanations to this, but from my end, I know I didn't dream or hallucinate it. Many years later, I'd also learned that in some cases where people experience the paranormal, they become suddenly inexplicably sleepy and will fall asleep immediately despite experiencing something that should scare you awake. My theory is we'd had several paranormal and unexplained things happen in that house, and I think it was something that was already there deciding to mess with me. I don't believe Candyman is real, nor Bloody Mary. I do think, as Nietzsche said, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you. Mmm, mysterious. I also think that after you see a scary movie, you're in, like, a spooked-out 
state of mind, like all mm-hmm. those images, especially Candyman, which is very gruesome imagery that is like now in your brain. And so you're kind of on alert. You're kind of, sp- I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a horror movie and then I tiptoe around yep. home. It just and- stains your brain. Oh yeah. It puts you in that, that mindset. But then, you know, there's people that believe that, um, like demons or dark energies, they, they're totally horny for fear. I don't know how else to put it. They're, they're, um, they crave, they crave people's fear. They're just like looking for it at all times. And, uh, so if somebody sees a scary movie and now they're in a state of fear, maybe these energies are like that one. And so when people are like, oh, paranormal activity, like I saw it and then this crazy thing happened, it's like, maybe, I don't know. I mean, do we really know? I mean, maybe once it's planted in your mind, maybe there's some self-fulfilling bit of that, you know, like where you're like so susceptible to it that you're open to receiving some kind of contact or push or nudge. Well, or it could all just be in your mind or the demons want you to they're doing like reverse psychology where they're like, Oh, this person's going to think that this is all in their mind because why would something like this happen? That's too good to be true. This is when I'll prey on them. If there's a little council of demons waiting for a good moment to prey on me, I'm going to be real upset. (laughs) Well, you got the crystals believe in the crystals. I've got, listen, I'll do a little circle of them around me. I'm open to, if y'all want me to feature your crystals in my videos and protect me, I'm open to that too. (laughs) There you go. Well, see, there is something called, I think it's called catoptromancy, which is something that's been around for forever, which is people looking into mirrors or crystal balls and... Uh, looking into the future or getting messages from the other side. Did you ever do Bloody Mary? Uh, we did, actually. Um, my next-door neighbors, when I was a kid, their grandmother's house was super freaky. Um, like, their grandfather had died in the house, and so, like, things would move around, the doors and qu- things would be open. Like, I was really young when we would go over there, but they were really into doing Bloody Mary in the house. So we did that a lot, and I was always, like, nervous diarrhea in the corner, praying it wasn't true. <laughs> did anything happen? You know, like, not that I really remember, but I just remember being so afraid while we were doing it and thinking, this is really wrong. I can't believe I'm letting them talk me into this again. <laughs> Hey, I've always been a very afraid child. (laughs) Yeah, well, same. I still am. Gunner, do you want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's time for EVPs or EV please. Do you remember what an EVP is? I do, I do. Yeah, so electronic voice phenomena. So I go to YouTube, I find people that believe they've captured ghost voices, and I'm going to play it for you, and then I'll give you some options. So tell me what you hear. This first one is from Claire Mark Cords, or Cordes, I'm not sure how you say it, 
but it's at a place that I know you've been, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh, Lord, I sure have. Southwestern Louisville. That is one of the classic haunted locations of the world. Uh, What is this ghost saying? Wait a second. I have chills because I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) There is a lot of background noise, but there's like a whispery voice in there. Let me play it again. Yeah. I don't know. It almost sounds like stranger. Stranger. Uh, uh, okay. Here's some options. Is it a, that one is sweet. Ew. Is it B? I'm trying to sleep. Some cranky <laughs> ghost. That's like, get out of here with your ghost hunting equipment. Is it <laughs> C? Someone better sweep. You clean up this mess. This might be a haunted, abandoned sanatorium, but at least keep it tidy, people. I want it to be number two so bad. Or is it D, just like nothing at all? It's just somebody walking and shuffling their feet. Okay, there's a voice in there. Okay, let me play it again. God, you know what? Um, I want to say it's number C. Number C. Number C. (laughs) So someone better sweep. Someone better sweep. Okay, let me play it again. They believe it says that one is sweet. Ew, I don't like that. Let me play it again now that we know that. I can kind of hear it. I definitely hear a little bit. I definitely hear like a sweet at the end. Okay, yeah. here's one more. This one is from Spirit, uh, which stands for Sydney Paranormal Incident Research Investigation Team. Get it, girl. We love an anagram. Yes. I'm assuming that that's Sydney, Australia. It doesn't really say where it is besides that it's a private house. Now, a little warning. There's like a beeping in this little soundbite it's probably some kind of uh, paranormal equipment that's making a beeping sound but there's also a voice okay here we go is he here huh Mm -hmm. let me play it again (laughs) what are the options (laughs) okay is it a for youtube they're like "I'm, i'm gonna give you a ghost voice for youtube is it B, I feel it too? Is it C, beauty? Or D, big booty? All right, let me play it again. Okay. At first, I thought it was saying I'm wet. And now I think it sounds like mint. So mint? what are the options again? Like, play it again and listen. Do okay, you not hear okay. the word mint? Okay, let me hear Well, I know what it is, so all I can hear is what it is. Okay, well, honest. what is it? What is it? Beauty. Let me Do play it again. It again. Play it again. I don't know. I think they're ordering mint ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> From beyond. From beyond. Mint, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what I got. Is The ghost is at the dentist asking which flavor of toothpaste. Mint. Mint, please. I hear <laughs> booty. 
Um, okay, well, Gunner, I guess that's uh, that's it for this time. Well, I hope I, I gave you everything you wanted and more. Well, I hope that you go to a psychic. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like you want to go to a psychic medium. Yeah, I do. And let me know how that goes. Yeah, we'll have a little recap. Please. Um, well, can you tell everyone where to find you and all that stuff? Yes. So I am on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. And it's just my name, Gunner, G-U-N-N-A-R. My last name is Deathridge. It's spelled like death e rage. Uh, yeah, and I'm just making dresses and fun content and just uh, condensing it down into 60-second bite-sized portions so you can enjoy it. I love it. Well, Gunner, thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me back for your little spooky hour. Thank you, Gunner Dethridge. And if you want to hear a little bit more, go to patreon.com slash and you can hear me talking to Gunner on my second tier of Patreon, where we uh, talk about various paranormal phenomena like past lives, Mothman, haunted dolls, all that kind of stuff. And you can watch a video of me talking about crystals there. Hey, are you guys subscribed? It's almost October, Halloween time, baby. Make sure you tell your friends about the show and rate it five stars wherever you can. If you got a ghost story, write it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or just write something nice about me. Also, join the Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresfalez. It's a great place to leave a story, talk to some people that also believe in this stuff. You could share some spooky memes. I don't know. It's a good time. And I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez, Cameo, Roz Dresfalez. You know all the things, all the places, all the stuff. You know all of it. If you haven't seen Gunner's TikTok, it's pretty incredible. I mean, the things that Gunner can do with some fabric absolutely insane i it's mesmerizing the way that he edits it and just his work in general can't speak more highly of gunner so i'm so grateful for him to be on this show this week and go back and listen to the first time he was on because it'll keep you up at night all right i love you all both living and dead but if i didn't ask you to haunt me don't haunt me okay bye Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.